2: morning grinders welcome to the dfs pregame show here on roto grinders i'm jordan cooper aka blender at blender hd if you can follow me there on twitter and it's tuesday it's tuesday we got more uh, more action in the national basketball slash blowout association where were that there? Were there that many blowouts yesterday no not really uh but uh, we'll be talking about that reviewing yesterday's slate Answering your questions in the YouTube chat as always. I see you guys in there. "In singing infamous talk, Jim Steele. Good morning. Big the late night single entry last night. Keep up the great content. Okay. Congratulations. Uh, Derek Key is in there. Trey, Steve Anthony, Quinn Williams. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hit that thumbs up button on your way in the door. Like, subscribe, notification bell. Do whatever you want. Right. We got the we got the uh, the, the All-Star break coming up. For the nba so programming note said uh th- th- this is the last show until next thursday okay i will not be here wednesday tomorrow i will not be here thursday and then from friday through wednesday there's nothing there's the, the nba all-star games over the weekend and there, there's nothing going on so there, there won't be any shows so i i won't be here until next thursday and then th- th- there'll still be grinders live and stuff on wednesday and thursday and stuff like that uh but uh but friday through wednesday through the NBA All-Star break, there will be uh, there, there, maybe there'll be some maybe golf videos or something. There'll be there maybe something. There's stuff going. There's other stuff going on. MMA, right? There's still a card. Soccer, that's still going on. There's still, you can still subscribe to Roto-Grinders and get get the projections and all the content for that if you want. Click on the link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. I just want to make a note that uh, the, the, the DFS pregame show will be returning next Thursday after today. But yesterday, there was the, the $4 micro-millions opener. I played 150 lineups into this, and uh, no, I lost the money. Uh, I, I, I I jammed in a lot of the, the late swap stuff. We saw yesterday, uh, depending on how you projected Drummond's minutes, it depended on whether or not he started. And then once we got the word that Drummond was starting, uh, I pretty much jammed, like, I put his, uh, his minutes rejection without him starting was like 22. Then once you bump him up to like 26, 28 minutes at 5,500, uh, becomes a, a pretty damn good play. Then we also had Giannis uh, was doubtful and then he sat. So uh, Drew Holiday was uh, considered the best uh, point per dollar value on the board. Uh, didn't really come through. The Bucks really did not come through. And then we saw that Ibaka was starting and not Nawara. And I did I did the, the swappy swap. I got a as a lot of Ibaka and got rid of a lot of my Noir exposure. And it turns out Noir actually had a better game, right? Hit a bunch of he hit a bunch of three-pointers or whatever. But the Bucks did not do very well uh, in general. And then uh, and then Patty Mills was chalk and uh pretty much Bruce Brown ate all of all of his production. So Patty Mills was 30% owned, and Bruce Brown was for 5% owned. Uh, should that have been that much of a discrepancy? Maybe not. Uh, but the Nets were cheap yesterday. And then we had uh what else was going on yesterday? That, that, that Nick's OKC game uh went into overtime. And pretty much, if you stack that game, you made a lot of money. Right. If we take a look at the what's the first place on the leaderboard, right? We got Nick, Nick OKC, like right, Giddy. Four percent owned Giddy at seventy five hundred with a with a supposed minutes restriction. Supposedly he's on a minutes limit. Apparently not. Apparently not anymore. Apparently not not yesterday at least. So he went for sixty four points. Uh, Grimes was an obvious value. He's forty percent owned. Uh, I understand playing the 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 Bulls guys that they're they're playing short handed. Uh, Mitchell Robinson exploded. Uh, Terrence Mann. I had a bunch of him. You pay up for a study. You don't even need curry in this lineup. Right? Just as long as you get enough raw points here. But like if we take a look and compare exposures, we go by like like Giddy. Who would have known to play Josh Giddy going into overtime? Well, not many. Right. We take a look. The field is 4%. Chipotle, 3%. JBC, 2%. Kobe, 0. Royal Payne 0.7. Ship My Money, 5%. Bricks, 0. 0.7. 0, 0. 7.3, 0, 0. Petty Theft, 0. Girl Patrol, 4%. So it's for 4.3% ownership. Actually, the, the the sharper players were under that or have zero of it. So if you didn't play giddy last night, don't like, oh my God, how would I no? Well, no one would have. Right? Even Baisley, if you take a look at Baisley, who scored what, 40 points? He was 6% owned, and almost no one had him. Right? We have a ton of zeros here. Some ones, twos, ones. Right, hi Jerome. Sure, I can understand. He didn't start though, even though Dort was out. I can see some ownership there's 3200. He got he kind of got there, he got a 7x, didn't do it, didn't do enough to be in the winning GPP lineup, but he got there. Then we take a look at Milwaukee. Go to Milwaukee. Like, look, the fact that Jordan Nora was was 25% owned, not starting. Like, that's, that's like free arbitrage. Because Ibaka was, what, 11% owned. And we could see here, we could see who late-swapped and who didn't late-swap. Or who didn't even bother. By like petty theft, zero. E-Hafner, zero. cult zero. But then we got, like, shit my money, 61%. JBC, 67%. Square Patrol, 30%. And then you look at Ibaka. I mean, you could, you could tell. You could tell who didn't swap at all, right? I mean, it's just, It's obvious. Turns out Noir scored more than Ibaka. Okay. But you can see here, based on the exposure numbers, that if you, if you went heavier on Ibaka, you, you did what a lot, of, a lot of the sharper players did. Didn't matter that he only got 18.75 points. I mean, you could say the same thing with, uh, with Drummond as well. Right? We, look, we look at Brooklyn. We look at Drummond. 34% ownership. And nearly everyone was way over on that. Right? Way over. Petty theft, 52%. But even Patty Mills. Like Patty Mills. Tons over. 84, 56, 78. 15 points. Oh, I shouldn't have played him. It's odd. Well, a lot of the sharper players played him. And a whole bunch of their lineups. Not in every lineup, but in a whole bunch of them. Then who Who else would, did we get uh, yesterday? Let's see. Randall, the Knicks came into overtime. Terrence Mann. I was over the field in Terrence Mann. Okay, that makes sense. Uh Josh Hart, 50 points at 9% ownership. I was over that. Paisley. Yeah, Bruce Brown. I mean, that to me, Bruce Brown was the key. Bruce Brown, Giddy. I mean, the disparity between ownership and top 1% uh, finish rate in the top 1% of lineups is drastic down here. I had a bunch of Denny, he put a he had a pretty good like a nine up score. Right, Mitch Robinson, 3% owned, 17% of the top 1%. I had decent lineups. I mean, I had decent build. In comparison to other sharper players, I would similar builds, similar enough builds. Right, I take a look at a lot of this and I go, yeah, I, I was building very similarly. Yeah, I had a, some sprinkle of something. Yeah, Corey Kispert. Yeah, I'm not going to have 44% Cor- Corey Kispert, but I'm going to have some, right? not all he got there, right? He put up 17 points. So just going through, just going through this. But I, I mean, I late swapped multiple times yesterday, right? The Ibaka, news, so the Ibaka news, the Drummond news, I'm swapping, 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 150 lineups using the late swap tool on our lineup HQ. Sometimes it screws up some lineups. So I was playing one single entry lineup and it just, it was, I threw it in to my, my late swap optimizer whatever thing. So I don't, it started coming out really weird. If you take a look at that hundred dollars single line drill, it was awful. So I didn't, I didn't exit out. So like in my first late swap, it just it threw it at the bottom. So when it throws it at the bottom, I don't know what the hell lineup is going to come out. So yeah, so that lineup didn't do very well. Going through the YouTube chat, Bruce Brown played, ended up playing almost forty minutes, way over what the industry thought he would play. Yes, uh, yeah, Nash is, uh, yeah, Nash is very erratic, right. Let's see. Let's go to NBA.com. What do do we have? What what happened yesterday in that the Brooklyn game? The Nets game. Where's the Nets? So how did those minutes even, right? Bruce Brown played 38 minutes. Patty Mills still played 32 minutes. He just didn't do much. Cameron Thomas, right? They played multi. Aldridge played. Griffin only played three minutes. But Aldridge actually performed better than Drummond. So Drummond played 24. Aldridge played 19. Right, Seth Curry did fine. Kessler Edwards didn't do much. But yeah, Bruce Brown 38 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think any anyone would have predicted that. They would have evened it out. Like Cameron Thomas would have played 30. Javon Carter would have played 20, or David Duke would have gotten a couple of more minutes or something like that. That's why, that's why minutes projections are they're mediums. They're not exact. Because, I mean, we take a look at that Knicks game. Where's the the Knicks? I mean, that game went way over. I mean, like, look, I mean, look. Giddy played 39 minutes, even though the coach says that 30 minutes or less. as who's going to play for the rest of the season. Nope. Baisley plays 40. Giddy has a triple-double. Then the Knicks, the Knicks go really short. Right? They played what? They barely played reddish. Barely, they barely played something. The quickly only played 14 minutes. Essentially, they ran 48, Robinson. Robinson played 41 minutes. No Noel. But still, he still have Todd Gibson. He is still topping there. Randall played, I mean, Randall played nearly, nearly the whole game. So, what this fifth, uh, what how many minutes total is the 53 minutes total, 48 minutes plus five minutes of overtime. So, yeah, so Julius Randle played even without overtime, take out overtime, he played 40 minutes. Grimes played 35, Mitchell Robinson played 36. they they went very, very short rotation. Anything else to, to glean? Out of out of yesterday's slate, the Clippers played pretty short. Also, right now they spread it out a bit, right? It's still, Jackson, man, right? I had a bunch of Jackson, bunch of man, bunch of Zubach. Marcus Morris didn't get there; he only played 27 minutes. Okay, just looking through some stuff this is what I do in the morning. Looking through some stuff from uh, from yesterday's slate. See what's up. If you got any questions, feel free to throw them in the YouTube chat. it would be a very short show. You got, got to pick up the slack. You got to put in enough questions for, for the, to last another you know, week and a half. I'll be gone. So what can we talk about on today's slate, really? We're waiting to see. I'm assuming Giannis plays today, right? Because he was probable yesterday. He literally started the day probable. Then he went to doubtful. So I'm assuming because it's a back-to-back, he just sat out yesterday and he's going to play today. But he's technically on the on the report is questionable. Butler is technically questionable. Morant is technically what I think. Butler plays. Morant plays. Right. Bogdan does he play? I think it's fine. So that's what we're waiting for. I think the the Pacers are the ones that are going to have the value on today's slate because the like there's no one here. I mean their roster is is, is dust. Their rosters dust. I mean they got Halliburton healed now, but still like what they got Thompson, they got they got they, they got tons of bodies in the front court, but like no one in the backcourt because Duarte is out. I guess they got Kiefer Sykes. I mean I, I guess we don't have a projection for Sykes yet, right? So maybe he'll play some. I mean, some of these guys are injured. Jackson's out. Brogdon's out. Duarte's out. Turner's out. TJ McConnell's out. TJ Warren. What happened to him? He's dead. Ricky Rubio. I mean, are these are all people that are on the... seems like the whole bases. Like, oh, if all, the, if all the people are actually back, they may actually be a decent team. But uh, not today. So is, is, is it going to be Lance Stevenson shock day again? O'Shea Brissett? I mean, you can pretty much play all four of these guys. Like in cash games or something, I could just say play all the play all the pacers. Of course, these are our, our 505 AM projections. There's, there's been no manual updates yet. Let's see. We'll reload it and see. We got no ownership here or nothing. And now we got some ownership. Yeah, algorithmic on, on the on the projections from above. Right. Got Embiid because Harden ain't playing until after the all-star break. So I got Terrence Mann at 4600. If he's going to play 38 minutes a game, uh yeah, uh, I think 4600 is too cheap for him. Yeah, we got people to play. I think the the pay as of right now, the Pacers are going to be the source of value. Looking through, looking through.
1: No, we we got
2: we got some there are people to play today. Right, we take a look. We we take a look at this RGV column, salary adjusted plus minus, and we, we got a whole bunch of people, whole bunch of guys. But this maybe this may be the type of slate where you're playing at least one pacer in every line. It's not two in every line. But they may get blown out by by Giannis and the Bucks. But they don't have anyone who's going to play. Everyone's going to play. Oh, Alan Burns says Daytona 500s coming up. Oh, that's coming up. To, yeah, we may have a NASCAR show, maybe on Sunday. Is there going to be a pre-lock show? There may be. I don't know. There was one last week. I think. I think Stevie did one. So we got we got stuff, right? We got an EPL, the Premier League slate Saturday morning, right? MMA, UFC slate Saturday night, Saturday afternoon ish, right? Sunday, you got the. Uh, you got the NASCAR. You also got the All-Star. Yeah, obviously the NBA All-Star game you could play, you know, Showdown or something for. There's stuff going on. Golf. There's probably a golf event, right? There typically is. Esports, right? There got to be some something's going on. CSGO or League of Legends or whatever. There's stuff. Jim Steele says, after hearing you talk about playing the low dollar contest and playing against lesser competition, I quadrupled my bankroll in less than a week. I'm the man, apparently. Yeah, if you can't be, if you can't beat the crappy people, the crappier, there's still plenty of good players in the low sticks. You're never going to beat the higher, at the higher level. Play the quarter, dollar, dime. The, the, to me, it to me would be much better. Like if you're in DraftKings, it's much better if you can play 150. If you can play large, if 150 dollars worth of GPP lineups, that instead of playing 10 into the $15 large field GPP, you better just play 150 into the $1 GPP. It can't be that. You can't have a good ROI in that. You're not gonna have a good ROI in the higher, in the higher one. Oh, so what is there to talk about? It'll be a very short show. Cause really, I mean, you can't talk about an NBA slate at 11 o'clock in the morning. We have no idea what the hell's going on. Imagine if I did that yesterday; we would not be talking about anyone that you played yesterday. Essentially, <laughs> that's the point. The MMA slate coming up this weekend is about eleven fights. I think they're adding a twelfth fight. I hope I hope we, I hope we keep that many fights. Really, on eleven, I, to me, eleven is like my my minimum. I mean I, I have played when it's 10. I have played when it's nine. but really, like 11 is my I prefer 15. I mean yeah, if you had to give me a choice on an MMA card, give me 15 fights. Give me seventeen. I mean there, there's never more than 15. But 11 is doable. and it, and it also depends on the the lines of the fights. The closer, the closer the odds are of the fights. The more I don't mind it being being a, a smaller card. Maybe let's take a look at that now. I know it's Tuesday, but let's see. let's go to fightodds.io. Let's see let's see what these betting lines look like. All right? Let's look at like five dimes. you got minus 250, minus 225, minus 245. minus 325 for Jonathan Pierce. Yeah, these. Yeah, this is going to be a. It's not one of those cards that have a lot of, lot of, lot of close fights. Let's take a look at the salaries. This is what I do when there's nothing going on in the YouTube chat. I'll I'll take a look at the stuff that I want to take a look at. I like it when like the most expensive fighter is only like minus 200. Because people get in the and get in the, the habit of like, oh, high priced fighters are worth money or worth. It's like. More likelihood of multiple underdogs winning. You leave money on the table. You know, four, four, five underdogs win. And that's the nuts. And you have a more unique lineup. Do we even have did do we even have the salaries? Are the salaries even out? Maybe they're not even out. Maybe that's why I can't even pull them up. Let's take a look. Maybe they're on draft kings. Lobbies, lineups. I, I use the I use the draft kings, uh, Desktop, not frequently at all. MMA, let's see. 10 fights? Aren't they adding one? one two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12. I see 12 fights here. They're going to add it. Yes, I know how to play. Thank you. Okay, so, okay, we got salaries here. Right? So Pierce is 9,300. Anglier against Strader. Who the hell's anglier Okay, there we go. He's minus two thirty-eight. Yeah, yeah. This is like a no. This is more of a normal slate. The main event is Walker Hill. Nine thousand seventy-two. The fight. Okay, yeah. This will be more like a normal slate. Most of these, the guys up here are, are appropriately favored enough. I like it when, like, the top guy is like minus one eighty five, and the bottom guy is like plus one sixty, and then you could just you could build you could build any lineup. But like we saw in this past pay per view card, like only two hundred dollars won because they had set all the all the all the favorites in the nine thousand range. We had like five fighters that were minus two fifty or above, and two or three that were like minus three fifty, minus four hundred. Like the likelihood of them winning is just so high that you're not going to find that many underdogs that, that win, let alone put up a big score. So like you find the one or two that do like, it's hard to make, make more unique lineups that way. And it's, and it's especially true on smaller cards on a 15 fight card. You you could do it 10 fight card. When you have multiple humongous favorites Like it's quite, those, those slates, a lot of times the highest scoring losing fighters in the optimal one. There's no underdog wins. Or sometimes the losing, the the highest scoring losing fighter actually scores more than one of the underdogs that did win by decision. So I don't like those slates. I like slates where a lot of underdogs can win. Just taking a look. Derek Key says it seems like the payout structure is flatter in FanDuel. It depends on the contest. It really, it really depends on the contest. It the, depends on what what stakes level, what max entry type. In general, DraftKings uh, GPPs are slightly flatter than FanDuel's. They're they're both horrible. They're both horribly top heavy. Typically, I don't, I don't care about anything. I care about the difference between 1st and 10th. That's how I decide on a, on a payout curve. How many stops they pay out, anything past that, I don't care about. I'd rather they pay less spots and give me a 2x, 2.5x min payout. Well, really, it's 1st to 10th because that's where the variance is. It's like the difference between coming in 10th and coming in 1st, I'm just building liners that could get up there. And at that point, it's out of my control. So if it's 100,000 to first, 20,000 to second, 10,000 to first, to, to third, and then it's 500 to 10th place, like the difference between 500 bucks and 100,000 could be like, like a three-pointer. It's like, I mean, like it could be nothing. I don't, want, I don't want my entire year decided by that. I'd rather it be 40,000 the 1st, 30,000 the 2nd, 20,000 the 3rd, 10,000 to 4th, 7500 8000 or whatever, 7500 to 5th, 6000 to 6th, sixth, 5000 fourth like by the time you, by the time you get to 10th place it's like somewhere between close to 10% of first place. So first place is 40,000, 10th place is 4,000. It's like, okay, that's fine. I'd rather rather lower the first place payout just to get it flatter in the top 10.
1: Past the top
2: 10, I don't care if it drops. Right? I really don't care at that point. If after 10th place, it goes 2,000, 1,800, 600, and 100th place pays 50 bucks, I, I don't care at that point like last year, last, last season in baseball was just brutal. I had like nine top 10 finishes. And lost money Because I had a second. I had a, like two fifths and a bunch of like six to 10s. Six to out a nine, nine. That's not enough. When first is 50,000, 10,000. When it does that, I like family. It's 30,000, 10,000, 5,000, 2,000, and ninth place is 600 bucks. And I'm like four, pe- I'm four, uh, four points away from first place. Like th- that, I want the flatter part in there. Everything else, let it, let, it, let it be steep. Doesn't matter to me. Derek Key says, I cash more in FanDuel. Who cares about cashing in GPPs? Minimum cashing in GPPs is not sustainable long term. You're just going to bleed money away. Because Remember, you're paying about a 15% rate also, and especially if it's a 1.5x type of payout. Cashing does not matter. I do not care about cashing. I care about winning first place. And if it was flatter up t- in the top 10, I would just care about getting in the top 10 the difference between coming in fourth and coming in first is ridiculous. All right. hundred thousand, the first 30,000, the second 10,000, the third 5,000, the fourth. And it's like, really, It couldn't have just been, why can't it just be 40, 30, 20, 10 or something, something like that. Samuel B says, I'm still, still trying to understand the range of outcomes. Bruce Brown performance yesterday was way above the ninety nine percentile. Yes. Yes, that 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 Bruce Brown came in. Let, let's the dude somehow were able to know that he was going to get thirty-eight minutes. I think mo- most projections had him around twenty-six. How often does he play thirty-eight minutes? And then in thirty-eight minutes, have uh, over a one point two fantasy points per minute type of game. Yes, fifty points is is a heavily is 99th percent. Yeah. Is, is three standard deviations over the median. Assuming you projected him for a median of 26 minutes. And if you projected him for 38, even if you projected him for 38 minutes, Bruce Brown is not that productive of a player. That even then, we're still talking about at least two standard deviations off the mean. If you even put him at 38 minutes. Same will be with that said, I wonder what the thought process for those who played him. Well, I, I, I Bruce Brown, I would Bruce Brown, I think 6% of my lineups. Cause in 20, cause he was cheap. He's 3,500. So if he plays 26 minutes and does decently and gets 30 points for 3,500, 30 points is good. And he's on a shorthand, he's on a shorthanded team without Irving and Dur- Durant in anyway. I, I don't. I don't see a reason why you why why you wouldn't play Bruce Brown. He can be in a lineup. You probably don't play him with Patty Mills. It's not about playing players. It's about building lineups. You can play any player, any reason. I would say reasonably projected player. Some of the players are at the very bottom. I'm gonna play Tony Snell for five minutes. Like no. Nah, that would that would probably not gonna play him? Any reasonably projected player you could play. Any, literally any. And then that, that'll determine what you have to do in the rest of your lineup. So if you played Bruce Brown in your lineup for his quote, projection and ownership, well, you could you could play a little bit more chalky in the rest of your lineup. If you're not playing Patty Mills, so you're getting rid of that chalk, and now you can play Drew Holiday in that line. You play Andre Drummond in that line. If you're playing Mills in a lineup, then you have to find a way to get different elsewhere. It's not a matter of who you play. It's what type of lineups do you build? When you, when you, when you make the, the quote of, what well, the thought process was those for who to play them. You're not, you're not playing DFS correctly. I don't predict outcomes, no one, I could look, I could could go right here. None of these people predict outcomes, none, zero. No one is going, I think this guy's gonna do well today, none, it's a mathematical range of outcomes. Do I know what's going to happen tomorrow, tonight? No. All I know is that Embiid has a median, of uh, 57.9, and within a one standard deviation of his outcomes, it's from 41 to 72. Oh, so do you think he's going to hit 72 today? I have no idea. I don't even concern myself about it. What type, this player in a lineup, how do you build a good lineup with Embiid in it? Or without Embiid, it doesn't matter, it's just numbers. I can take off the names, it doesn't matter. So the more you stop thinking about who's going to do well and why and just build good plus EV lineups, you will do better. Leverage the tools you already have. If you disagree with a rotation or something, feel free to change that if you want. If for some, whatever reason yesterday, you're like, I, I think Bruce Brown's going to just play 38 minutes and put in for 38 minutes think that would be wrong. i don't know how you'd figure that out because no one else no one else did but even if you thought okay we the projection is 26 and you think he's gonna play 30 and you bump it up okay doesn't make him a mega player at all anyway even at 38 minutes he wasn't but you could change that They go oh i think Lance Stevenson stevenson's gonna play less and Kiefer sykes is gonna play more okay then change the minutes but once you get to a number, once you get to numbers, the players don't matter anymore. Now you're just building lineups. Derek, can you explain what RGV is again? Obviously, someone doesn't actually watch the show. RGV is salary adjusted value plus minus. Okay, how many points is their median above what a player at that salary? to make value is. So at four, four thousand, Lance Stevenson is four thousand. To make value, right? He has a 30-point projection, right? A 30-point median projection. 50th percentile projection. A 4K player in order to make value for 4K for his salary, his salary adjusted value is 23. Okay. So any 4K player here would be a 20 would need 23 points to be worth at minimum to play. So how many points is his meaning above that? Seven. How shape set has a 36, 34 and a half about median, <coughs> which is five and a half points higher than what you would want. Out of a 5.4k player, 5.4 k player should give you 29 and a half points, or 29 points. Yeah, 29 points. So that's five and a half points higher. His median is five and a half points higher than that. <clears throat> so that's what it is: salary adjusted value plus minus. So you take a look down here. You go, okay. Here's uh here's J- Jalen Brunson, 6,400 salary adjusted value plus minus is minus 1 which means his meaning is 32 a $6400 player to make value should give you what 31 32 points <coughs> <coughs> so that's all that's all it is where how far away is the median from their salary adjusted value for their for their price That's what salary-adjusted value is. Uh, Did it change Brunson's thing? It made it weird. All of a sudden, he has no ownership. I have no idea what happened. Did the projections update while while I'm on the show? Sometimes that happens. Yes, it did update. Okay, that's the reason. It updated. We got our first manual update. (coughs) Aldo Arnelis... No, I'm not playing Champions League today. I, I, I don't like playing two-game soccer slates. Uh, Derek Key, how is that base value calculated? Depending on the scores of uh, the... the Jimino has a formula. If you'd like to go into the roto Discord and ask Chris Jimino, he will tell you. L- lower price players have to score more points as a multiplier than higher, higher price players. So you have to adjust to that. <coughs> I mean, that's where the smash percentage gets calculated also. You can make up whatever you want. I mean, you, whatever value you want, you could do this in Excel. These numbers are comparative numbers. They're not, they're not, they're not discrete numbers. You're only using this in relation to other players. So if you want to say a 4K player uh, makes value, you just want to do 7X across the board. Okay, so a 4K player getting 7X is what? 28 points. Lance Stevenson has a projection of 2.67 higher than that. So his whatever the hell, RG, whatever number you want to be would be 2.67. O'Shea Brissett, what's a 7X of him? Seven times 5.4. 5.4 37.8 5.4 37.8 okay so he's a minus minus uh yeah, minus three or so if you wanted to do it that way you know what ends up happening they're all in relation to each other anyway but if you do it by uh, only by uh by a uh, by a multiplier We'll ha- what will end up happening is that the higher price players you will think are bad plays, and you will love tons of cheap players. Because if you have a 3K player that gets 7x, that may not be good enough. For a GPP, that's 21 points. Yeah, but it takes up a slot in your roster. So a 3K player getting 21 is not great. Be fine for cash games. You don't need you don't need the nuts. So the lower price players have to have a higher threshold. That's typically why you add a constant to that multiplier. So if you go like five x plus ten, for instance. So Lance Stevenson five x plus ten would be twenty. Would be thirty points. right, so a 3K player, 5X plus 10, would be 25 points. A 10K player, 5X plus 10, would be what? 60 points, but 60 points is 6X. You get 6X out of a 10K player, that's pretty damn good. 6X out of a 3K player, 18 points, probably isn't good enough. Samuel B., that's the thing. Once you have the numbers, how do you know that you're selecting the correct plus EV? There's no plays, Samuel You got to stop thinking in terms of plays. You got to stop thinking in terms of players. All you're doing is putting together a lineup that is positive expected value based on the projection and the ownership. It'd be very helpful uh, if you you watch. There are about 700 hours of content that I've done. Like, it's kind of amazing. It's amazing that you could stay on YouTube, on the Roto-Grinders channel, and watch all the shows this show in the morning that I've ever done. You know how many times I've explained this? Probably 374 times. So you know what the thing is? You know, you, you go back, you go on the roto YouTube channel and you look for my face and you click and you watch those videos. It's Because obvious, obviously, I've, I've never explained this until now. So one thing that I always amazes me, always amazes me, but if you, want, if you don't want to have to do that, you can just pay me $125 and get the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports. 15-hour audio DFS masterclass. That explains everything. In a nice little format. You don't have to go through 500 hours worth of content in order to get the same exact information that I've explained 374 times. TheoryofDFS.com. I only say it like this because to, to me, to me, it's, it's laziness. That's all it comes across as, absolute laziness. Like, yes, oh yeah, I, 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 I've watched, I've looked at your stuff. Okay, well, they obviously happened. When I had someone, I had someone the other day in, uh, in the, the, the the Discord, the Rotogrander's Discord that was looking for my, my MMA video when I won hundred plus whatever. I did a whole thing showing my spreadsheet and everything how basically it all works. My entire process, right, of how I build Plus EV lineups, 40-minute video. He's a grinder subscriber. And he asked me, where's the video? And you know what my response was? Where would you find videos on the grinder site? So I'd like, let's, let's go there. Right, we go here at the forums. The, okay, so you're at the grinder site. Okay, you're at the site you're like, okay, I wanna find an MMA video. So where would you go? Well, probably two places, probably, probably under MMA or possibly under, under video, like that's side of the description. So let's say I go to MMA, right? I go to MMA and right? I'm looking for it. This supposed video that I've done. You go through and you go, okay, where's this video? Okay, I don't see it listed here or anything. Right, I go, so where is this stuff? Okay, could do that. It's like, okay, well, maybe it's somewhere else. Maybe it's not under this, right? Maybe maybe it's under video. I'm gonna go to the video page, right? You see, here's me right there. Here, oh, okay. You go, okay, let me scroll down. You go, okay, general DFS strategy. That could be it, tutorials. Oh, look at y'all. There it is. How I won 117,000 using. There. Oh, there's the video. Okay. Here's another way to do it. Right. You go, you go on YouTube. Type in Jordan Cooper MMA. Oh, well, there, there, there I am. Okay. Even if you didn't know my real name, a blender MMA. Oh, it's the top one also. Roto Grinders. Grinders, MMA. Oh, that's also the top one. All right, there you go. You, you found it. There you go. Why, why, why'd, you, why'd, you, why'd you mention me? Why, why'd you type in? Why'd you... That's exactly what I asked him. I said, well, go, go find it. Can you give me a link? You know what I did? Didn't give him a link. You know why? Because I take a look at all these names: Chipotle, Attic, JBC, Kobe for MVP, Royal Pain, Ship My Money, Brick Seventy Five, <laughs> Jesus Good, The Colts, all the, all these, all these people, awesome, out, Right? You're dealing with you're dealing with a lot of people that uh, have uh, that. Whistles go woo. Has a PhD in applied mathematics. There's tons of people. I could go to the Roto Grinders rankings <laughs> for the top fifty nearly all of them have some, some extensive experience in high-level computer programming or finance, something, you know, have master's degree level stuff, right? Right, heavy, that they build their own systems, and they're all processes, and they're in your contests, okay? Tons of smart, really, really intelligent people rocket scientist level people. Do you think that you'd ever possibly do well in DFS if you can't even find a damn video? Okay, that's the point. So if you can't find a video on your own of searching for it on a site within three minutes, I don't see how anything in the video could even help you. Because obviously you can't... You have no cognitive ability to do anything, but that's the reason. That's where my attitude always comes from. It's not me trying to be an asshole. It's me. You're to me. You're the one being rude, right? Oh, let me ask a question. That like, I I know the names here. Let me ask a question. that. that no, I don't. I no, I don't want to go back and watch old videos, right? I want to. I, I want. I want the, the concierge treatment. Like, no, this is, a, this is a daily show. Like you could, I've said the same things 800 times. Truthfully, the show almost has no purpose. So I say the same things literally every day. We go over things. And then some people have, have interesting questions. We, in the Discord, we have a group, uh, group coaching. Those guys ask very good questions. I'm dealing with I'm I'm dealing mostly with people that already have their own they're they're asking strategy questions because they're running simulations and they have their own Excel spreadsheets and everything like that. And I do answer newer questions as well. That's like, dude, like I have 500 hours worth of video. I have an entire course on this. Like it's not that hard to just just all you have to do is listen and watch. So that's the that's the main reason that. That that I get annoyed when I get stupid questions. MJC asks: uh, Is MMA the DFS sport to get into? Depends if you're good at it. Do I like UFC DFS more than NBA? Absolutely, absolutely. NBA is the, the, the amount of time you have to put in for NBA is is way more than than any other sport because you, you got the. Pretty much, pretty much I'm at my computer or near my computer from 5.30 Eastern when I start till the last game launch. So like till 10 o'clock. I mean, yeah, maybe once the eight o'clock game is locked, there's not much for me to do anymore. But it's constant chaos. Well, I got to move this. I got to swap this. And I got to do this. Especially if you're playing multiple sites. It's a pain in the ass. UFC, dude, I could do all my UFC stuff in 20 minutes if I want to. Right? Only so many, there's only so many combinations. You're building for, i want to build as many unique or under five duped lineups as possible. I can do that in 20 minutes. And there's no late swap. The card locks at whatever time it is and that's it, you're done. Definitely prefer UFC, especially with this big, bigger edge in UFC. Download the CSVs. You see people duping like, a. you have some lineups that are duped 100, 500 times. You avoid that and you you build you build a bunch of unique lineups, you're 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 going you're going to make money. It'll come all at once, but you're going to make money. Uh Smokey Bear agrees with me. Uh as Sean George says, I think the logic of dumping on people who don't use Google intuitively is good. But considering I believe the people who that type of content is tailored for don't watch content to get better at DFS. I don't know. I don't know why they watch content then. Well, not not, not my content. Uh, But yes, I agree. I think UFC is the second best uh, sweat in DFS. It's long, but it's periodic. So you could see exactly where you are after every fight. So you go fight, 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 fight. You could see where your lineups are. Okay, I need this guy in this lineup and that guy. Do I have the nuts anywhere? And fights could be over like that. Like you could be like, oh, the biggest favorite. Boom, one punch, 14 seconds, they're done. Biggest underdog wins. The variance is heavy in MMA. The best sweat is, is soccer. Particularly Champions League group stage soccer. When they have six to eight games at once. It's two hours and it's over. And goals are like home runs in baseball. So every goal dramatically changes the standings. You get all the, when you get all the games at once, you get six to eight games at once. It's 45 minutes and just nonstop, right? There's no commercials. There's no nothing. It's 45 minutes and pretty much all the games mostly are at halftime at around the same time. And then it's another 45 minutes past there. And then the next thing to two hours, you're done. Typically, there's a on Paramount Plus or whatever. There's a goal zone type of thing, and they scroll from game to game. You get the goal notifications on your phone. That's just what two hours, high speed. You're done. Everything else is eh. after that. It's I don't I don't really care for anything. Just, it is what it is. Golf. I, some people like golf. I think it's it's too. It's, I can't consider it the great sweat because it's too long. It's too long. And you often don't even have a sweat on the last day. Like that's the problem that to me, that's the problem. When it comes to a sweat, I don't care from a DFS purpose of just making money week to week. I don't, I don't care about that. I'm just talking about entertainment value. Because the two big sweats in, in golf would be the cut line. And then obviously the end. But, like, let's say you've made 20 lineups and you don't have a six out of six line. Well, the next the Saturday and Sunday doesn't matter anymore. So, what sweat do you get? All you do is have lineups that can't win on the screen. And then, let's say you do get two six out of sixes, right? Out of your 20 lineups. Oh, and then Saturday, one of those guys goes plus seven. And it's like, okay, this lineup can't win. Even, even, though, even though it's live on, on, on Sunday. Like you ain't getting the 62nd place finish, ain't going to get you anything in one of your slots. So it's, I, I feel like you rarely have a sweat at the end. Most of the sweat is the cut, right? If anything. And then you just, you, the cut and then you have your lineups on your on your phone that, that won't go away for two days. That's pretty much. So that's the only reason I downgrade that. I guess if you're playing showdown, if you're playing the round, round-wise round show, I guess so. Because golf and the golf hole by hole by hole. Okay, I can see that being entertaining. When NBA is so iterative. Like, how do you sweat NBA? Like, dude, basket, 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 basket. Mm, yeah. Baseball, slow. Football, I mean, you put on red zone. Like, that's why, like, football is fine because you get to put on red zone. You don't have to watch individual games and have commercial breaks and penalties and garbage plays and third and 11 draw plays and, and punting from the 42-yard line type of crap. At least you get that. But to me, it's, it's uh, MMA and soccer, the two best swaps. Smoky Bear says, I love soccer, but I don't think I could get into DFS for it. Well, that's how I originally started. I played DFS soccer exclusively for about two years before I expanded into other sports. Right. I talk about NBA. I, there was a time back in 2016, I said, I would never play NBA DFS. I hate basketball. Well, well, 2017, I started playing NBA DFS and made a bunch of money. So I said, okay, I I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind NBA DFS anymore. I'm not going to watch the games or anything. Okay, there you go. We're a little bit of the rant at the end. There's nothing else to talk about. We have no idea what the hell's going on today. We have no idea. MLB. It was supposed to be pitchers and catchers day today. They they, they ain't showing up. Hopefully, we get a baseball season. I hope we get it on time. I don't. Late season NBA is horrible. I mean, it's just as bad, as all. It always feels like late season NBA now. But it's gonna be even worse with half the teams tanking and everything. Come come April or whatever. I want baseball. I want baseball back. At least that, that's leisurely. You can build your lineups. There's no chaos. Every once in a while there's a late scratch or something, but I don't mind. There's not much late swap going on. And then it's, it's it's really easy. MLB. But hopefully we get that. Uh, hit the thumbs up button anyway out the door. Thummy thumbs, gimme those thummy thumbs. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We got Grinders live later today for the the seven game seven game slate tonight. Crunch time for premium members. And like I said, I won't be here tomorrow. I won't be here Thursday. I will be back after the All Star break. You know we got we got Thursday next Thursday is the is the next slate after the All Star break. So so I will be back then. Uh, so you will not see me. You won't see a little little thumbnail. So that means there's there's no show. Okay, and uh, and yeah, so. Uh, so if it, obviously if I'm not playing Wednesday, I'm not playing Thursday, I'm not playing the all-star, I'm not I don't think I'm gonna play the All-Star game, showdown, whatever. I hope you do, I hope you do well in those. We'll have content. Well, here in Roto Grinders, we will have content for uh, for uh, for the All-Star game, I believe. We typically do, right? Uh, so if you want to sign up for that, rotogrinders.com slash premium, click on the link in the description, get ten dollars off your first month. If you if you're a premium member, you also get part, be part of the Roto Grinders Discord. And there's a channel in there, my channel. It's exclusively for me. Blender's game theory. If you if you go in there, you could ask whatever questions you want in there. I'm much more la- I'm much nicer in there, as long as you're not asking lazy stuff. But uh, but we do group coaching calls typically around once a week, and uh, the next one is on the 18th Friday, and on the 23rd. So during the All Star break, I'll be doing coaching calls. So it's like like any type of private coaching. We're on Zoom. Typically, we have anywhere between twenty and sixty people there, and if you want to ask something, explain your process. We br- people bring out their roto tractors. They they screen share. We we go over a lot of advanced stuff uh, in there, uh, and uh, and yeah, you could always you could always show up even if you don't have if you don't have a question or anything. Those those uh, sessions are not recorded, so you have to be there in order to, to see them. I do that for the the comfort of people that want to share their own stuff. Not that it's going to be broadcast and saved for the rest, for the rest of the world to know, you know, if they're doing bad, they're doing well, exactly what they're doing, that type of stuff. So it's a little bit more comfortable. So if you sign up for Roto Grinders premium, that link in the description, get $10 off your first month, join the discord, rotogrinders.com slash discord. That'll take you there. There's some free channels there. I'm not, I'm, I don't know how much activity there are in the free free channels. But we have all these premium channels. The NBA chat is always is always a couple of nuts all day, all day. The NBA chat play this, this, this and it's a, lot, it's a lot of stuff going on there. You can always post your questions in my Blenders Game Theory channel, and uh, and and I, I will see I will see you next week, next Thursday. I'll be back answering your DFS strategy questions as always on the DFS pregame show on Roto Grinders.
0: Dot com.